We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me right now, Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And before we jump into 49ers talk, we got to talk about our friends over at Lamb Chops. It is our favorite clothing company. It is the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. SGLambChops.com is the website. You can follow them on Instagram at SGLambChops for a look at all the latest styles. If you're watching the video on YouTube, I'm wearing a Lamb Chops hoodie right now. A little more understated, just a little Shepherd's Good logo on the chest. Very dope. One of my favorite hoodies. One of my most comfortable hoodies right up there with my other uh, Lamb Chops hoodies, the gray one that you'll see us wear from time to time. You can get those now at sglambchops.com. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 for 20% off your order today. The most important thing, Kyle, what is it? You're going to have to refresh my memory. It's looking dope. And you do that with lamb chops. Thank you. Many, many do say that. I love when you quote Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) It's sglambchops.com. We're also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Shout out to the homies over at Cooperage. Cooperagebrewing.com is the website. Go there. Click on beers. Click on order now. And you can get a case of beer sent to your door. If you're 21 and over and in the state of California, they will send it right to your door. It is the single best way to acquire beer. All of the Cooperage beer is delicious, including, Chris, the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA. My very favorite hazy. Our everyone's favorite hazy. Uh, I would venture to say probably the best can in the game, particularly if you're a 49ers fan. Be the envy of all of your friends at the tailgate. Bust out a Candlestick Chronicles hazy and uh, and go to Cooperage and go to wherever you can get Cooperage because we know the beer is awesome. And we would put the beer up against anything. Any of them. Bar none. That's right. Bar none. Cooperagebrewing.com. Get yours today. All right. Let's let's talk about some residual 49ers Brown stuff and get some some injury updates here. Let's go. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Dodge a bullet a little bit on the injury oh. front. I mean, sure. The fact that so it's been reported. Kyle Shanahan sort of hinted at it in his conference call with reporters 
on Monday, um, but it was Adam Schefter doubled down and, and reported that they're not expecting <laughs> to miss uh, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. Is there another one? Uh, no, that's it. Is Dre Greenlaw going to come back? We we still don't know. So those Shanahan, guys are Shanahan said in his conference call Monday that they expect Greenlaw to be back this week. Okay, so it sounds like to your point they dodged a bullet in terms of like none of these injuries feel like long term issues, but that can change, right? Like Dre Greenlaw's status last week took a turn for the worse at practice at some point, and mm-hmm. he. Um, had to miss Sunday's game. So it's I, I wouldn't say it's set in stone that these guys are going to play. And honestly, if if they're not 100%, the game's on turf, they can probably beat the Vikings without all of those guys, I would say. Like, you obviously would like one or two of them to play. But they should be able to beat the Minnesota Vikings without... Uh, w- without all three of them? I mean, I you you'd think so. They don't have Justin, they have Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. That's a good point. They do have Jordan Addison, though. Sure. Fight on. I, I, I would make the point that uh, the Niners should be able to beat him. But, you know, like, it's it's going to be a hard game. Like, winning in Minnesota is not super easy. Kirk Cousins is having a nice year. So, like, I'm not trying to dismiss the game outright. Kirk Cousins say, is going to be auditioning for his future team. <laughs> <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Maybe it's Kirk Cousins' last game with, think- the, uh, with the Vikings. Do you think anyone will talk about that this week? The Kyle Shanahan, Kirk Cousins connection. I just want to make sure we're getting out in front of it. Um, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. This isn't this isn't 2017. But again, we it's can we can we can never rule it out. the The air of inevitability of Kirk Cousins playing for Kyle Shanahan at some point before both of them are out of the league. We just cannot rule it out. It's just, look, Brock struggled last week. If he struggles again this week and Kirk Cousins lights it up, trade deadline's coming. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy's backup in 2025. Yes or no? <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> no, but I, I just think, you know, like they dodge a bullet in terms of it not being serious with those guys, but I, I think they... I think they should exercise a little bit of caution. Like just if, no if they're, it, it's not a must win game. Um, you'd much rather have them healthy. And like, even if you like, you could sit a, one or two of the, like if they sat Christian McCaffrey for the next two games and then had the bye week like, would that be the worst decision? Like you have Elijah Mitchell, who's been hardly yeah, used yeah, all this would. year. I don't want to say that would be, be the terrible worst decision. decision. I'm not necessarily terrible, but you have to beat Minnesota. And then you have the Bengals in week eight. Yeah. On a short week, by the way, since they play on Monday. I just, I, I don't, with the Bengals coming off their bye week. With how well the Lions are playing, with the Eagles there in the mix, I just don't think you can afford to just give up on games. Yeah, and I'm that, not that saying give up. That is ostensibly but... what you're doing if you're just sitting Christian McCaffrey and going, okay, you figure it out and, and we'll see in week 10. I don't think you can do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I would feel, I, I see what you're saying. I just like Christian Caffrey being healthy in December and January is far more important than him being healthy in October. Sure. And, and I think they have, they have the dudes, they have the offense. They absolutely have the defense to where 
even if the offense isn't 100% and the offense can only get you 20 points, you'd feel good enough that the defense could still win you that game in Minnesota against a team without Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but if it's... So Matt Mayoka reported on Tuesday morning that it's a pain tolerance thing for McCaffrey. They believe it's a pain tolerance thing. And if that's the case, then he gets the week off from practice until Friday or just does limited work all week, uh, plays Monday, plays Sunday, and then gets the bye. If that's re- if it really is just a pain tolerance thing, they have drugs for that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I also, but, but at the same time, I get what you're saying. Maybe he's not good to go this week and they route the Vikings by 40 and they go, Hey, Elijah Mitchell looked great. Jordan, Jordan Mason looked great. Ty Davis price tore it up. And, and then we don't think we need McCaffrey to beat the Bengals. So give him another week to rest. Maybe that's, but I don't think that's necessarily the thinking. I think they're looking at the standings at three teams sitting at five and one and knowing that they need to get the one seed. Yeah, and, no, you're right. You're right. But I, I like it being a short week going into the Bengals game would mm-hmm. be part of the conversation for me. Because if you if you go and expend all your dudes and you come out of that game on Monday with with those guys banged up or in a similar situation to where you're at today, mm-hmm. and then you have the Bengals on a short week, then is that game going to be tougher on like on your guys overall yeah. than if you just said no, let's just rest them and then while some of the team is com- or most of the team will be coming off the short week, you will have reinforcements coming who are a little bit more fresh. Yeah, now I can see that for sure. The... But Kyle Shanahan, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is the type and Ben Peters, Ben Peterson is absolutely the type where like, if they can play, they're going to play. Yeah. They're, if, if there's one thing we they're... know about Benny Pease. <laughs> if, if, if the guys are, if the guys can put their pads on and helmet on, they're going to play. And no, I think no, it's interesting because they didn't do that with Brandon Ayuk on Thursday night football this year. Yeah. And Shanahan kind of made it sound like if that was a Sunday, he would have played, but I think the fact it was probably the Giants played into it a little bit, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. You do, you do get the extra day with it being a Monday night game. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I would, I would bet they all play. I would just, I, I feel like there is a little bit of risk there, and like I think injuries th- overall. I, I understand what Mayoko's saying, but like I never, I've never really believed the idea that like oh. Yeah, he's just got to play through the pain. He's not going to hurt it any worse. Right. And it's like, okay, but like when guys are playing with injuries, they're compensating for things. They could get hurt elsewhere. Yeah. You know, they might like. I think it's more just like it's not a sprain that's a slight tear that could become a bigger tear if they sure play it wrong. But I I totally understand what you're what you're getting at. If you're not moving the same, you make yourself susceptible to getting hurt in other ways. Yeah, exactly. Like a like a hit that you could potentially avoid because you're really shifty and good you're gonna take that hit potentially i think then they should just run the play where christian mccaffrey just doesn't get hit and scores a long touchdown yeah i where was that on sunday that's called game planning what was kyle shanahan doing just call the touchdown play (laughs) hey do you know who wasn't doing anything george kittle that's him One one catch and one yard work for there a guy because because nobody played well. Like you can't even do the bit. Like dude, but he blocked his ass off. They ran the hell out of the ball. Like nah, it just kind of. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be active well. this week. 
Maybe we'll put him on the 46. <laughs> Maybe the whole offensive line will be active this week. That'd be big time. That'd be big time. Be Maybe helpful. Jake Moody will play. That'd be big to have your... Yeah, they drafted him in the third round. They might as well play him. Give him a little burn. <laughs> oh, man. Tough but I, I ultimately, like, big picture, the fact that it wasn't a high ankle sprain for Trent Williams. Yeah. And it wasn't a shoulder separation or a collarbone for Debo Samuel. And it wasn't broken ribs. So it might be broken ribs for Christian McCaffrey. It wasn't, I don't know, a, an oblique injury that was going to require surgery or something like that. I think is is pretty miraculous that you had three injuries to key guys and they all have a chance to play next week. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty significant deal. I was looking today and, you know, knock on wood, but I was doing a, a piece for Niners Wire, just looking at the Niners IR and kind of where it's at. I had forgotten they've just, they've barely put anyone on IR this year. They put Cameron Latu there before final cuts. He's done for the year. But then um, Robert Beal and Danny Gray both went on after making the 53. And then Sam Womack went on in week two or before week two. And that's been it. It's just yeah. such a stark contrast from where it was last year when I did a similar post last year, and it was like 14 names. <laughs> the only starters to miss to miss games completely so far is you had Brandon Ayuk in that week two game against the Giants. Or sorry, mm-hmm. week three. And then you had Dre Greenlaw on Sunday. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've, they, yeah, they have been super healthy. So, yeah. you know. Um, I will say on Trent, like... It is turf. Williams or Taylor? <laughs> Williams. I'm un- oh, okay. unsure of Trent Taylor's injury status. We can talk about him maybe uh, when the Niners and Bears meet up in the playoffs. <laughs> Possible trade candidate? <laughs> hey, never know. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, I uh, Trent Williams like playing in the NFC Championship game two years ago on his bum ankle. He said... I think the following season or like, I think it was the following off season after that game that he kind of regrets playing because the, like he was compromised to the point where, um, where he just was a detriment to the team. Right. Excuse me. And so I, this doesn't seem like a high ankle issue, obviously, because Kyle Shanahan said that and maybe, you know, he ended up coming back and playing and we don't know if that was like adrenaline or if his if he came home off the plane ride and then his ankle was was far worse on Monday and and today Tuesday from it, but like I would I would exercise a little bit of caution there too, because if Trent Williams's ankle is compromised on artificial turf and then he gets yeah, rolled up on again point. or he takes a misstep mm-hmm. and his his ankles you know like that you you do not want to have a high ankle sprain and Trent Williams out four to six weeks. Yeah, and I honestly, I Trent Williams is such a dude. (laughs) Did you see his response when he asked why, uh, or when Trent Williams talked about why he played through the injury on Sunday? Uh, Yeah, it was basically like didn't want to feed Jalen Moore to Miles Garrett. (laughs) You know what? I kind of respect it. (laughs) Miles Garrett unequivocally was the best I've seen anybody play Trent Williams since he's been a dude. It was unbelievable. Miles Garrett's an alien. Yes. He's the defensive player of the year. Whether he wins it or not, he's the best defensive player in the NFL right now. He was more impactful than Nick Bosa was in the game. Not even close. 
Wasn't even close. Hey, it's Kyle Madsen with Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. And I'm here to talk to you about my new favorite thing about football season, and that's prize picks. It's Daily Fantasy Sports, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's easy, exciting, and that's my two favorite things to have in daily fantasy football. It's There's quick withdrawals. It's easy gameplay. There's so many selections of players and stat types that make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And I know you're probably worried about like daily fantasy sports. Oh, there's pros and there's sharks and there's all these people that dedicate their lives to just winning a daily fantasy. Well, no, no, no. This is just you. You pick more than or less than on two to six players to create an entry. And those two to six players, you pick more than or less than on their stat projections. And then you watch the winnings roll in. It is so easy, and PrizePix offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. It's like Taco Tuesday, where every Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25%. That gives you even more value. And my very favorite part of all of this, PrizePix offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So go to prizepix.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. You can jump in and get Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, George Kittle. Slam the more than and root like heck for those guys to go more than those projections. It's, I'm telling you, it's the very best way to consume football. So prizepicks.com slash candlestick and use code candlestick for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah. So, someone in our YouTube chat, youtube.com slash at candlestick chronicles podcast uh, asked uh, Jamie Tom. Jamie Tom? Is that what yep. that is? Yep. Or Ja, I'm it, Ohm. <laughs> asked what my cat's name is this one sitting here who just made an appearance on the live stream this is catraquillus great glad we trent trent out. williams is getting worked by miles garrett even before he got hurt though yeah and i know that was um, so early in the game but yeah miles garrett's very very good yeah so anyway i'm not saying he should or shouldn't play i'm just expressing a little bit of concern because like when you have when your ankles hurt it tends to be a little weaker and it's more prone to twisting. And when you're playing on artificial turf, you know, I, anyway, as someone who's turned their ankle, <laughs> let you me have tell experience you. in this matter. Yeah. I legit, I was walking, I wore low top vans today for the first time since I was, Oh, I don't know, 12. And I walked out of the radio studio, no big deal. And just ankle went, just rolled it. There's not a step. There's not, there's not like a change in like tile to carpet. There's nothing, nothing, not even anything to go around. No obstacles, just ankle turned. I felt like Trent Williams in that moment. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted Jalen Moore to produce my radio show after that either. <laughs> At least they looked like sneakers though. <laughs> Boy, that's a, what a, what a pull. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything else on injuries. We'll see. Like their their first day of practice isn't going to be until Thursday this week, so they do get they do get some extra time. <laughs> um, and just carpet. <laughs> and so yeah, we'll Kyle Shanahan will talk about it on on Thursday. I would imagine 
those guys do not practice on Thursday. Or at least I would say Trenton and McCaffrey don't practice. Debo probably in a blue jersey. Yeah. And Trent, it wouldn't like Trent Williams and Christian McCaffrey might have gotten veteran rest days anyways. Yeah, they don't really practice first day of the week. Or at least Trent yeah. doesn't. Yeah, so I would I would agree with that. And then they go limited Friday and then maybe a full or limited Saturday. Yeah. They're all going to be questionable. Yes. Can, I, can, can are we confident in saying that? Yes. Got to maximize that competitive advantage. Mhm. Vikings heads spinning right now. Yeah. Do they prepare for Jalen Moore? Do they prepare for Trent Williams? Uh it yeah. might move the line. Brian Flores just staying up at night watching Jalen Moore tape <laughs> and Ty Davis price tape. Dude, um, I've got TDP on my bench in my dynasty league. I'm just waiting to unleash him. Could it's be a big night for him. Um, can we talk about the idea? And I've seen it floated um, that, you know, there's a silver lining in the Niners losing and that, you know, maybe it's good that they, that there's some element of, it's good that they got humbled a little bit or whatever. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't buy it. I don't either. I'm Losing's not buying bad, any of bro. I'm not They're buying not any the of Texans. It. They're not the Texans <laughs> where it's like, Oh, you know, they lost, but man, D'Amico Ryan's got that defense playing. Well, like, nah, man, we're past that. This is a veteran team, right? They don't need lessons in like, Oh man, it's good that it's, it's good that they ate well. some humble pie. It's like, no, they're, they're, quarterback who we talked about as an MVP candidate last week and you know said he's he's like the best the the best quarterback the team has had since Steve Young he had the worst game of his career the offensive line which is a weakness that we've highlighted throughout was really exposed they lost three all pros on offense two injuries at various points in the game like there is no silver lining like oh it was good that they went through that like, sure. Are they more pissed off now going into Monday night? Fine, I guess. But, like, th- this is a veteran-laden team with Super Bowl expectations. There's no world where, like, oh, yeah, it's a good thing that they lost. Because, but, they, you know, now, they, now they've humbled themselves a little bit. I just don't buy it. It's a good thing that Jake Moody missed that kick, you know? Because now right. he knows it's a to great make him in that situation. That their third their, their third round kicker now missed a kick and, is, and, is ha- and has his confidence zapped going into a Monday night football game. That's... I, love, I love the idea that the 49ers, that the 49ers woke up Monday morning. And they were like, Oh my God, yo, we need to win next week. We thought you didn't need to win, but it turns <laughs> out, well, lesson learned, lesson yeah. learned. This team's well beyond lessons like that. Like I, that di- I'm, I'm totally with you. If also, you want to try and, if you want to try and say for like Brock Purdy individually, that, Hey, there are now learning things that he can take from this game, I guess, but I don't, I don't necessarily buy that because you can learn things without completing 44% of your passes and throwing a terrible interception. Yeah. Like that Uh, interception was just an inaccurate ball. It's not like he made it a wrong read or they tricked him. He just made a bad pass. You don't learn much from that. Right, and it's not a good thing that, like, oh, Brock Purdy didn't do well in inclement weather, and the weather seemed like a real factor, when it's like, all right, maybe they're not going to be the one seed, and maybe they do have to go win a game in Philadelphia, and maybe it's there's snow and sleet in late January, and, like, you know, there's no there's no upside. There's no silver lining in that. 
Um, we can I, we can talk about Brock Purdy in a second too, but I want to make one other point on the silver lining thing. Please, the Eagles losing, and the Niners quote unquote not losing any ground. Like miss me with that too. <laughs> Just completely miss me with that. When the stand when the final standings determine the seeding, and if the Niners aren't the number one seed, we can look at all of their losses. They'll probably have more than one and say, wow, those losses are the reason they're not the one seed. But at least they didn't lose any ground in week six. Imagine you win a million dollars. <laughs> it's so idiotic to me. Imagine you stumble upon one million dollars. You're walking down the street and there's a basket and it says, for you, it's a million bucks. You're like, wow, I have this million dollars now. And on your way home, somebody robs you. They say, that's my million dollars now, and they take it. You're not going, hey, you know what? I didn't have a million dollars when this walk started, so no biggie. I didn't lose anything. Like, no, man, you did. If they're and the two seed, a... if... <laughs> you have like a somewhere you could put that cat. <laughs> did your cat just unplug your microphone? <laughs> I was on. I was on mute because I'm trying to get him the hell out of here. Oh, got it. Anyways. No, but I just, you know, they didn't get, they didn't lose any ground. Cause it, like, yeah, it's a good thing that the Eagles lost for, from a Niners perspective, but to say like, Oh, the Niners loss matters less because they didn't lose any ground. Just like doesn't track. That's there's no actual the, logic behind that. The lions are now in the mix that they're tied with. They could have been six and O with the Seahawks at three and two. They could have had two and a half games up on Seattle. The loss mattered, dude. I, but I just, I they haven't lost in 15 games and they haven't lost a close game since like week three of last year but it's a, they just lost they got beat that happens in the NFL yeah there's no just, there doesn't need to be some big picture they just go to next week now they're not they're not going to face another defense as good as the Browns by the way the Browns are by far the best defense in the league yeah, I think that's fair. I, I do think the Eagles potentially pose some similar problems up front. Like uh, Jalen Carter, yeah. if he's healthy, could be up a front. real problem. Up front, maybe, but I still just I don't think they they have the horses in the They don't have the secondary. the secondary. They don't have the secondary and they don't have the linebackers. Yeah. For sure. Hundred yeah. percent. But you know, I, if I, I agree Carter, with what you're saying though. If Jalen Carter's in the backfield on every play, it might not matter. Yeah. But if it's just, I, I feel like if it's just a defensive line, and God, this is getting so far ahead of ourselves, but I feel like if it's just a defensive line, there's ways you can scheme around that if guys in the second level, second and third level aren't as good. Yeah. And that's not to say the Eagles are bad. Like, they're not. The Eagles are awesome. But I think there are ways you can scheme around the Eagles in ways that you can't scheme around the Browns. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways. Hey, but at least they didn't lose any ground in, in week six. Is, maybe it's a good thing they lost. Like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Humble pie. That's crazy. This team needs it. That's great. After, after all, after the my problem with that take specifically, and the reason I cannot have that take, is because week one they went into Pittsburgh and they just demolished the Steelers, right? And then they do the same thing in in the second half of week two against the Rams. And then they smoke the Giants and the Cardinals and the Cowboys. And the thought was, this team is so dialed. 
they are so focused on mm-hmm. what they need to do that they are just a machine. They are a T-1000 right now. They are just going to mow down everything in their path. They are the buzzsaw of buzzsaws. You can't say that and then also be like, yeah, well, they got complacent. Because well, that, yeah, that flies just... in the face of everything that you thought of the previous five weeks. Yeah. I just don't think they're like this team. If you're a young, inexperienced team that hasn't gone through three deep playoff runs and experienced everything the 49ers have gone through and like, you know, they this team more than any in the NFL knows the value of seeding, right? The only time yes. this group has gone to the Super Bowl is when they were the number one seed. And, yes. and that's their goal this regular season is to be the number one seed. There's no silver lining in losing a game that you that you probably should have won. This wasn't it and it wasn't a they tossed their helmets on the field and you know got punched in the mouth and they weren't expecting it and oh my god they just lost to a worse team. I know the Browns defense cooked. Yeah. And then the Niners had some guys get hurt. And then the Niners missed two field goals and that's how you lose. It just it wasn't I I don't I don't I don't know. And I, I was also I was also surprised too, like, and we were texting about this before the game when the fight broke out or the kerfluffle, the skirmish, uh, skirmish, the melee. Oh, nice, dude. Happened during warmups. It felt like, man, why is Cleveland, like, why is Cleveland trying to rile up this team that could be sort of Mm -hmm. sleepy on a 10 a.m. start after a big win last week? Like, why would Cleveland want to poke the bear? But it, the, like the the Browns were the team that was more pissed off. Yeah. The Browns were the team that played with more of an edge than the Niners did on Sunday. Yeah. That was pretty clear. And I thought that was surprising because I yeah. I've, you know, you think about that stat last year that every every team the Niners played lost the week after because the mm-hmm. Niners, you know, issued this physical punishment on their opponents last year. In my mind I was like, damn, the Browns, you know, the Browns picking fights with the 49ers if that's how it actually went. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But if the Browns like tried to fight the 49ers and riled them up, you would think the Niners would be the team that comes out and would, all right, like we're just going to demolish you now. Right. And that's clearly not what happened. It was exactly the opposite. Yeah, they, I'm sure they wanted to, but they couldn't. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's no, there's what no if, silver lining in if, that game for me. <laughs> what if after all this, what if after all this, I was like, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing they lost. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake Moody got it out of the way, man. He can roll now. Got it out of his system. Oh, it's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. He was, he was trying to make the kick. He wasn't trying the, to miss it to get it out at, of his system. <laughs> at the same time, big picture, I think they're fine. Oh, I think they're fine, like, there too. Was nothing, there, was nothing, there was nothing that happened, and nothing that happened since, you know, kind of digesting and rewatching, and there was nothing that happened in that game outside of their offensive line, but I've considered that a problem. That was always going to be a thing that was going to, if they were, if something was going to hold them back, that was going to be it. And that was just on display against the best defensive line in the league. But other than that, there wasn't, I don't think that Brock Purdy stinks now. No, I don't, I don't think they were never going to go undefeated. A hundred percent. They were never going to go 17 and 0. So like they lose games and losses are understandable. And I don't think it means that all of a sudden they're not, 
they're not capable of being the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, I just do just not their think kicked in a week. Yeah, I just yeah. So, sometimes NFL teams just get whoops. That just happens. Yeah. Yeah. But I do not think there's a silver lining in the loss of like, oh, they. I agree. It's good I that agree. they got humbled. Like, no, it's not. They're trying. They tried to win, right. yeah. <laughs> and they were rolling. To your point, yeah. that's probably the best point of all of this that you made. Like, they were rolling. They were this unstoppable force, and then they just got hit in the mouth. Yeah, there was this unstoppable force, and went, ah, eh, not this week. We need to humble ourselves. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay to just say they lost one. It's okay. There doesn't need to be a bigger... It doesn't need to be bigger than that. NFL teams lose all the time. Anyways. The Lions are good, dude. The Lions are The Lions are good. Everything about the numbers and what you see, they they got... I mean, they got some dudes... Aiden Hutchinson just throwing it right in my face. I'm sure he's a huge yeah. listener of the pod, and oh, you guys yeah, probably sent sure. him the messages I've sent in the group chat. Yeah, before he was we did. before he started playing in the NFL. Yep, just playing with we that got, chip on his shoulder. We uh, hit up Tracy and Josh Dubow, and we're like, "Hey, get us the number for Aiden Hutchinson. Get us in the Michigan group chat of all the people who have ever gone to Michigan." You don't need phone numbers now. You just. Shoot him the DMs. <laughs> Anyways, I thought he was a tryhard who was just like cleaning up sacks, nah, he's good. like covered he's sacks. Good but he's hell. legitimately a good player. Yeah. Also, speaking of good edge rushers, just since we're here, Bryce Huff from the Jets. I go to look at the edge rusher just rankings after every week and just kind of see where Nick Bosa lands. And Bryce Huff just very quietly awesome for the entire year. It's kind of a random guy having a great year. Just want to shout him out. All right, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. My wife showed me a video that showed Hutchinson runs like Waluigi, and I can't unsee it. Yeah, where he's trying to get her on the edge, and he gets the going. Yeah, okay. big tryhard vibes on that on that specific play. <laughs> big tryhard vibes. Um, we will have a preview pod uh, potentially with a guest later in the week, um, talking 49ers and Vikings Monday Night Football. Hey, we have a Twitter account now. Thanks to Kyle. Yeah, man. Well, thanks started to Elon a Musk, really. Started a Candlecron. Is it, it's at Candlecron? Candlecron, yeah. Candlestick Chronicles, no stick, no ickles. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that in the description. <laughs> no stick. No stick, no ickles. I think that needs to be our first t-shirt. <laughs> That's great. No stick, no ickles, at Candlecron. Just a candle crown on the front well, and on the back. I went to do, do Candlestick Chronicles, and it tells me that there's a 15-character limit. And I'm like, no, no, no. Some guy told me to go fuck myself who had a Twitter handle of 47 numbers. <laughs> but he probably paid for a blue check mark. <laughs> you know what? Strong point. Do you want me to pay $8 so we can have at Candlestick Chronicles? No, not really. Because the stick I and nickels are not got worth enough money. The stick and nickels are not worth $8 for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny hey cats that's your new name (laughs) hey stick and nickels um yeah so anyway (laughs) follow us on twitter at candlecron uh i think well i'm i've been mostly dormant from twitter um i still peruse it but just not tweeting a whole lot or posting just not firing off takes on on x but um maybe now that we have one for the podcast uh if you give me that login info i can i can fire some takes off and as long as you don't mess it up. up. 
I'll mess it up. Come on, man. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm just like, hey, can you actually run those tweets by me? I just want to make sure they're like up to my standard. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we have we have very high editorial standards here at Candlecron. No stick, no ickles. <laughs> Um, but yeah, subscribe, sub, uh, follow us on, on, or I guess it's X formerly Twitter, no, Twitter, it's Twitter, uh, at Candlecron. If you've been rocking with us on YouTube, since we started the YouTube channel at the start of the season, shout out to you guys. We've been streaming. We're still working on how better ways to improve it and get it, get the content out to more people. And as always, um, give us five star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. We much appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. And uh, hit that on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, the like button, the notification button, your phone, and everything will blow up when we go live. And we will, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later in the week. Oh, yeah. Shout out. No stick, no ickles. No stick, no ickles. <laughs>